for this episode do you think i think you should it seems fitting yeah it's gonna match my shirt i think it's also i don't know if it matches but i feel all right for this topic you know it looks right it looks right it reminds me of this i sent you this tiktok several times actually (laughs) um and there was this tiktok that was like in every like best friend duo there's the one that dresses like a middle-aged mom with like the overflowing mom purse and then the other one who's like the angsty preteen daughter (laughs) going through a rebellious phase and like literally look it up right now i'm in i'm in a cardigan yeah like you know the cardigans where you like when will my husband return from war like that kind when you're on the porch yeah exactly i was gonna say i feel like you're like cold reading a book somewhere Mm -hmm. looking out amongst the sea Mm -hmm. meanwhile i'm wearing yeah meanwhile i'm wearing a tie-dye i got this from american eagle for a halloween costume but i love wearing it to sleep what Um, was your halloween costume i was a visco girl So I, so I don't know. I just feel like this is the right vibe for what we're doing today. Don't you think? I agree. I agree. I think it exemplifies how um, completely different both of us are. And this episode where it's a little bit fun. It's a little bit, you know, fresh. fresh we're gonna be talking about the several personality quizzes that you can find available online whether you're on buzzfeed just on google trying to see if you and that like person you're talking to are compatible on co-star um, are you adding me right now <laughs> i feel like you're adding me okay <laughs> i always need to know okay and i didn't even say welcome welcome to this episode of jpl i'm your host Diana Villalba-Salas. And I'm her co-host, Paula Gerardo. And this, this week we're talking about personality tests, as Paula already said. Mm-hmm. But yes, I feel like, yeah, that I'd be doing that. Like, I think any man who has ever tried to have any type of conversation with me <laughs> knows that, one, I'm an Aries, and two, I need to know what their sign is before I can decide whether or not I would like to continue a conversation. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and CoStar is the app I think most people commonly use when they're trying to see compatibility or just like learning anything about themselves. Um, I'm a Capricorn for those who are listening and do not know our birthdays, which like I assume most people don't know our birthdays. <laughs> um, And I spent the majority of my life thinking that I was a Capricorn sun, a um, Pisces moon, and a rising cancer, which we've already explained what all of that means, but it was recently that I discovered I'm actually an Aries moon and um, a Virgo rising. And so my entire perception of my identity completely shifted completely changed because for anyone who just doesn't know anything about astrology each sign has a particular group of like characteristics assigned to them um the signs that I now know are the ones I am are quite truly the opposite 
of what I thought I was. Um, and yeah, so it's really, it's really interesting. I think it's so fun. I love astrology. I, um, I think it's a fun fact and it's a good conversation starter, especially if you're in that like just talking phase. I've definitely <laughs> used it in the past, but like, I don't think it's like law for me, you know? It's not law for me either. Like I, I, I kid about around about like saying like, whether or not I would continue a conversation with someone, but I genuinely like, I don't have anything against any particular sign. And so like, if someone was like, I'm a cancer. I'm, I'm just like, ew, cancer men, because that's like a stereotype, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that cancer men are, what are, what, what's the stereotype that they, that they're, they're like manipulative needy? and like toxic and very self-centered. Right. So, okay, there you go. So like, I'll like joke about it. Cause like, I know it's a thing, but like, I won't actually stop talking to someone because just because they're a cancer or like, you know, insert mm-hmm. whatever sign. Although- so- Something that I see as like a huge red flag is someone who is completely and utterly opposed to astrology. Like they belittle people who Mm. either believe in it or just like have fun with astrology. Um, So you don't like it when people yuck your yum? Not necessarily because I think that some of my yums truly are other people's yucks, but I think like the the belittle belittling aspect of it of like that's so so fake blah 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 because you could see the same thing about religion like chief not me not me like out here saying that like astrology is an exact like equal to religious like faiths and stuff like that but I think that there are some aspects between the two that are definitely very similar and so when someone like comes for astrology, yet they're like a devout Catholic, I'm just like, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> no, yeah, I get what you mean. And like, that actually reminds me of this, this time I was abroad in Europe and, you know, traveling. And it changed um, your life. And that changed my life. I came back a completely different person. Um, no, but seriously, I was abroad and I, I met this wonderful person, Shanti Clean. I don't know if she's out there listening to this podcast. Probably not, honestly. But she's quite amazing and one of the most intelligent people I know. Um, and we were in this class together called Sociology of Descent. And so um, we had to do these class presentations on versions of how people descend. She herself is a queer woman and she did a presentation on how and why uh, astrology is such a crucial part of the LGBTQ community. And she drew some parallels uh, with astrology and religion. She was saying how a lot of LGBTQ people tend to turn to astrology to find kind of that sense of belonging, that um, validation that comes from, um, that uh, hetero people get from places like organized religion. But uh, a lot of times queer people feel a sense of like exclusion or feel kind of ostracized from organized religion because of their sexual identity or their gender expression um, that they get turned away from any religion that they might have grown up practicing or that their family's a part of. And so a lot of times LGBTQ people will turn to astrology 
uh, to find the very similar feeling that you would get through organized religion. So it's actually really interesting that you bring that up. Yeah. And I think that um, I've never really thought of that connection between um, the LGBTQ community and the reasons why um, they may be more drawn towards astrology as like a collective. And I think that like, it's fascinating to do a deeper like dive into sociological reasons behind it. Because when I think of religion, I always think about like the whole idea of heaven or hell and like committing sins and whether or not you've committed those certain sins that will land you in heaven or hell. And um, I think that a lot of religions, they equate being a part of the LGBTQ community as something that should be considered a sin. And so it makes sense that like when you are someone who has kind of been exiled from a community, something like astrology where you come as you are and like there is no system of like morality in it. Um, Which kind of brings me to the next personality thing that like we've kind of talked about is um, moral alignments for anyone who like has done the moral alignments, which is like the chaotic evil, chaotic good, um, neutral good, things like that. It's pretty popular for those who play Dungeons and Dragons, which like (laughs) neither BB or I play Dungeons and Dragons, but it's so interesting to know. Um, When I took the test, I got chaotic good. And then what did you get, BD? I got neutral good. This was also my first time like hearing of this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd never heard of this before. Like, when did I take this test? Like two days ago? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I really don't know anything about this. So can you explain it? Oh, it's, I think that this test really delves into decision making and people's relationships with both freedom and the law. And it's not necessarily like how you handle love, how you handle communication. It's more what you do under circumstances where it's freedom versus law Um, and whether or not you do things for the greater good or because again, it's for Dungeons and Dragons. So if that makes more Mm -hmm. sense. I have like the page up on what chaotic good means, which is the one that I got. And the chaotic good character is someone who doesn't necessarily see the use of law and regulation if it doesn't best serve the people. And so I think that that's a little bit comparable to like socialism. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know. Um, And it's a combination of like a good heart and free spirit. They view freedom and the randomness of actions as ultimate truths. And they place value on life and the welfare of each individual. And so I like to think of it relative to like characters that we know. Um, So I would say that like, let's look it up. Chaotic, chaotic, good characters. Not Paula doing a Google search on the podcast. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Harry Potter is neutral good. That's me. I'm Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Mm-hmm. Surprise. I'm Harry Potter. Everyone thought 
these glasses were just ironic. Just for show. <laughs> I'm actually a wizard. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah. So Albus Dumbledore is considered chaotic good. That old man is chaotic. Mm-hmm. Because he does things in a decidedly unorthodox, dangerous, and even mad way, but he does it for the greater good. Okay. All right. And lawful good would be Hermione Granger. All right. How do you feel about Hermione? Let's let let's be real. How do you feel about her? I love Hermione. Why do you not? Really, like the her? whole time you loved her from start to finish. I have to admit, I didn't watch all the movies or read all the. <gasps> Oh, I can't judge you on the books. I really don't care if you've read the books, but I've at least seen the movies all the way through once. And I think they're fantastic. I think that the fact that you watched all of the movies but didn't read all of the books is really, really funny to me. Here's the thing. You already know this. I am the slowest reader there is. I also like very particular types of books. I think it, had I read Harry Potter when I was in sixth grade, I would have, I definitely would have done it. You know, had I been into mm-hmm. it, totally, totally would have done it. Totally yeah. would have been into it. Now as a pseudo adult, I can't bring myself to want to read that. Like I just can't. And I think the movies are great and all of that. And what I don't like though, is when people are like, oh, you like, you, you like Harry Potter, name every wizard. And it's just like, bro, like, I just had it. I'm just here for a good time. Like, it's not that serious. Wait, can um, you read a little bit about your moral alignment? You were neutral good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm neutral good. Um, it says a neutral good character does the best that a good person can do. I think that sums me up pretty well. I, I do the best that I can do, okay? And so I, that, that's part of the reason I take criticism so hard is because I'm always doing the best that I can do. And so when I get criticized, I'm like, bruh, my best wasn't good enough. It's a very like cynical way. I also think the thing about neutral good is like, they, they come from a very unbiased point of view. Like they, Oh yeah. I wasn't done. I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I'm kidding. Um, so it says, uh, I'm going to say they, because it's, he is devoted and like I'm not about that but they are devoted to helping others uh they work with kings and majesties but do not feel beholden to them neutral good is the best alignment you can be because it means doing what is good without bias for or against order neutral good can be a dangerous alignment when it advances mediocrity mediocrity is that how you say that mediocrity mediocrity yeah same thing yeah (laughs) whatever y'all know what i'm saying (laughs) by limiting the actions of the truly capable Mm, i don't know how i feel about that last one but i will say um i do i i agree with it i think i do try to be as unbiased as possible or at least i try to be really cognizant of my own biases isn't it interesting though because that kind of contradicts being an Aries <laughs> what like, do you mean like Aries are very just like passionate and like go with emotion and go with gut while like yeah I go with my gut and my gut is always unbiased if anyone can see my face right now I wish <laughs> you could see my face right now 
Okay, if you I am very passionate. Okay, wait, this is an interesting tidbit here. I was talking to my mom the other day and we were talking about um what the heck were you talking about? Oh, I was telling her about my little qualm with Selena Gomez and her entire EP that's in Spanish. And we were talking about it and I was like getting a little heated about it. And she goes, You have a lot of anger. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I'm not angry. I'm passionate. And she was like, what's the difference? <laughs> so like, how do you explain the difference between anger and passion when the issue that you're passionate about does cause like a sense of frustration, but it's not like anger? Well, I feel like passion and anger are not synonymous. Like you can't, they're two very different I agree. I agree, but how that do you explain you can, that? That you can feel at the same time because you can be passionate about something that you love, like mm-hmm. a food or a person or a movie, sure. but like you you can be also passionate about something that you're angry about. Yes, and I so, agree. How do you explain the difference between passion and anger? Especially well, when angry. passion and anger manifest themselves in very similar ways. I, I can be angry about something or someone without being passionate about it like I'm angry that okay, yes people, that, that that people use strawless lids but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily like passionate about it actually I'm really fucking passionate about strawless <laughs> lids I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen um <laughs> just like don't get a lid and don't get a straw like people have mouths for a reason like ugh, it's so annoying it like they're irritating. adult sippy cups okay oh my god then just buy a reusable sippy cup like (laughs) those lids use just as much if not more plastic than a straw anyway sorry that's like so completely off do you ever think about the person who i have no idea who invented straws but do you ever think about the person who invented plastic straws and like if they're still alive like how many people like the hatred of so many people who hate your invention like you just feel that all of the time I mean, so think I guess, about the person who invented plastic in general. Also, just think about like, or fossil fuels. If you're having like a bad day, and you're just like, everyone hates me, you can just be like, I'm also not the person who invented plastic straws, <laughs> <laughs> and that will automatically make you feel better. Oh my god, where are we going? <laughs> okay, I don't know. I lost our outline. I don't know where our outline is. I don't think we have one. <laughs> this is a good point I should make we outline every episode we never script what we're gonna say we just kind of outline the overall topics we want to talk about but I don't think we made one for this episode (laughs) which is dangerous territory to be in (laughs) I mean okay so we we covered moral alignment would you say that it's accurate to who you are I think that's a good thing to like wrap up every every segment yes point is Yes, I think I think I'm a neutral good. Yeah, I think I always want to assume the best of intentions for people and like organizations and things like I always want to assume the best intentions, which I think is where like that unbiased part of me comes from. And I like structure, which is why I think it talks about like, 
for the kings and the majesties, which I think in this case represents some sort of government or something. So like, I, you know, I'm, I'll, it's fine. Okay, we can, I'll work within the government, but I'm also not like beholden to them as, as the description says in that, like, if we need to do something that's going to go against the government in order to make good stuff happen, then I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah, I think this is accurate to me. I'm just doing the best that I can do. And that's, that's it. That's the podcast. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I agree with being chaotic good. I think of like Robin Hood and how like he was technically stealing, but he was stealing from the rich and redistributing, redistribute wealth to the poor, you know, like the rich. But yes, I think that chaotic good does encapsulate a lot of what like. (laughs) Sorry, that was so funny. Um, yes, I agree. Check. Um, but we didn't do this for astrology. So do you? Do you? This isn't even a question. You are so Aries. You are like a hundred and ten percent Aries. Yes, I. I could not like. I could not agree more with any sign. Like if I were born in during Pisces season or, you know, during any other season, it doesn't even matter. If I was born in any other season besides Aries, it simply would not make sense (laughs) because I am through and through in Aries. Like there's this meme page that I follow on my Instagram called Aries Perfect. And they put out all of these memes all about Aries all the time. And whenever I see them, I don't think there's a single post I just haven't sent to Paula because every time I see one that I feel is accurate to who I am, I send it to Paula. And so I'm, I think Paula, I send you memes like three times a day <laughs> based on however Only? many, based from Aries perfect. Three, okay, three from that Instagram, but there are multiple Instagrams. Why are you acting like you reject my love? Okay, I always love it. I I love, I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. But yeah, I totally am an Aries. I, I anybody who knows me personally, honestly, I think even just by listening to this damn podcast, you could tell that I'm an Aries. Because I am just, what does this say? I'm reading from the really credible news source, Allure. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god (laughs) it says we're bold and ambitious that we dive headfirst into even the most challenging of situations um which I totally agree with like I think I definitely go into everything wanting to be the best wanting to do the best that I can and always like even if something seems challenging and especially if someone says I can't do something I'm like oh yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah you know, I'm, you know, I'm an Aries bet. (laughs) And then I like take it as a personal challenge. Um, so yeah, I'm through and through in Aries and it literally says Aries, an Aries is a passionate, motivated, and confident leader who builds community with their cheerful disposition and relentless determination. If that's not me in a sentence, I don't know what is. I agree. I, I've never met a more true Aries than you I remember one of my friends was asking me about like I like a guy and he's an Aries and I just don't know what to do about that so I asked you because I was like who is the most Aries Aries that I know that can give me advice and so I texted BD and I was just like spill the tea sis because I have no idea I don't I I 
I don't know anything really about Aries besides you. Um, I don't think I know any Aries men now that I think about it. Yeah, that's what I, yes, yes, yes. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Oh, actually I do. One of my ex-boyfriends is an Aries man, actually. Um, and he was toxic. So walk away from that. No Aries men. We don't support that. However, Aries women love that. We uplift that, aka me. I'm Aries, Aries women are incredible. Yes. So okay. if anybody's like, if anybody is like, oh, you like Aries, name every Aries. You just have to say my name. I encapsulate all of us. <laughs> so this is a check for you. Yes, check. Yes. Now I have my qualms with being a Capricorn because I think yes, in a way, I I am very Capricorian in that like Capricorns are an earth sign. Um that's a word, Vidi. Stop laughing. And Capricorn. Capricorn? <laughs> it sounds like cornucopia or something. Like that. I don't know. It sounds weird. It sounds like there should be a state named Capricorn, and like if you're from there, that's your Capricorian. Name. Yeah, but yes, they're very grounded. They're reliable. They um are are very task oriented as well and practical, which like, am I practical? I don't really know about that. But like all of my other signs besides um, my rising in moon are in Aquarius. And so Aquarius is basically like the opposite of Capricorn. They're like constantly buzzing and just not thinking about anything that's like real. And they just want to like have fun and like chat and laugh. And like, that's what an Aquarius is. but something that I'm intrigued by that I just have to disagree with is they, romantically, they say that Capricorns are the most compatible to cancers. Cancer. And I'm just like, let me think. No. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> Cancer men are whack. So. <laughs> I don't. Okay, I'm not gonna respond. <laughs> oh, wait, me. <laughs> Ultimately, yes, I agree with Capricorn for the most part, um, except for the aspects of who I am most compatible with. That I do not agree with. Um, I don't even know who Aries are supposed to be most compatible with, to be honest. But honestly, I, it must be hard to pick a sign that Aries are most compatible with. <laughs> Because we're so amazing that like, oh my God. I just, I just don't see how like what we would be better for one sign versus another because we're just so amazing that like, you know, like we're amazing for everyone. Like there's no, I guess maybe it's, it's more of the question of like, who's better for us? Like who's going to serve us because we are you are so most great. compatible with Gemini, Leo, Sagittarius, and Aquarius. You're least compatible with Cancers and Capricorns. That's I'm throwing so up a peace sign right now for everyone's reference. That is so ironic. Well, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> um, another test that I just recently made BD take is the Enneagram. 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 And basically it assigns you a number either one through eight and it nine oh one through nine and it kind of tells you what your like interpersonal type is so I am an 
Enneagram two, which is the helper. Um, and what are you, Vivi? I'm an eight. I'm the challenger. <laughs> is what? Why is that funny? <laughs> is anyone surprised by ours? Um, and so the, the helper. Okay, just ignore my entire bit. That's cool. Just I'm like trying to make the podcast funny. You're just okay. So back up to the point. Anyway, you were saying we the helper. roles today. <laughs> well, because I love this topic and I feel like this is a topic that I don't have to be super serious about. Anyway, continue. The helper. Give us help. Yep. <laughs> help us all. She's she's help she... the people listening to this podcast because this podcast is everywhere right now. She's suddenly a stand-up comedian. Like, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, I've always been a stand-up comedian, but I sit down. <laughs> I'm cutting all of this. <laughs> Why? Why okay. would you cut out okay. the parts where I'm actually the funny one? So the... E- you said it doesn't fit the brand. <laughs> the helper. So the helper is a caring interpersonal type. And they're described as generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and sometimes possessive. And what does yours say, Bibi? <sighs> Eights are self-confident, strong, and assertive. Oh, there's more. Sorry. Uh, protective, resourceful, straight-talking, and decisive. Mm, but it also says that I can be egocentric and domineering, which, like, take me or leave me, you know? <laughs> Beauty, when you like scroll down, does it talk about like the basic fears and desires and stuff for you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So what does yours say? Oh, my basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others, which is like totally true. I don't, oh, I I hate being told what to do. I hate feeling restricted. That's what I just said when I was saying like, if somebody tells me I can't do something, I'm like, bet. (laughs) <laughs> bet I won't <laughs> like <laughs> odds odds <laughs> my basic desire is to protect myself or to be in control of my own life and destiny which is totally true I I agree with that um I don't like to be harmed obviously <laughs> that's my basic fear okay so it makes sense that I would want to protect myself um I also like being in control so duh and then that's it yeah that's it what are yours my basic fear is of being unwanted or being unworthy of being loved (laughs) why is your stuff always about like feeling something (laughs) feelings because i am so driven by like feeling rather than logic i think and like my basic desire according to this is to feel love that's so sad isn't that just so sad like my entire life I think I just want to feel loved and ironically I think you are the most loved person I know that's very kind but like I just simply have to like disagree I think that's the other thing I just like it is so easy for me to feel like I this is getting too deep. I don't want to talk about this. Tell me more. Tell me more. I don't know. I feel like when your like desire is to be loved, that's why one of my um faults, according to this, is being people pleasing because mm-hmm. I feel like any wrong move 
and then people are gonna say like don't love you anymore bye what i said not paula whimpering on the podcast <laughs> oh my god oh my god But yeah, so my key motivations according to this is want to be loved, to express their feelings for others, to be needed and appreciated, to get others to respond to them. Oh my God. I wish I could just flash like on the screen or wherever it was, just like a read aloud of our text thread when I don't respond to a text message because it's just you for hours and hours and hours being like hello hello hi hi are you busy what are you doing and I'm just like not responding <laughs> but the fact that it literally says that one of your key motivations is to get a response from people is quite hilarious <laughs> but a positive is I truly and like genuinely have unconditional love for people I think the Enneagram is the most accurate to what I think of myself and my own perspective of myself, but it doesn't necessarily co-align with like my astrology sign. And also, um, I guess it kind of fits with like being chaotic good and that sort of thing. But me being a Capricorn really just throws a wrench in everything, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think out of the ones that we've talked about so far, I think for sure being an Aries is like point blank period. (laughs) Like, if anybody's like, who is Vidi? What's she like? Just say Aries. And like, that's, that's me. I am an Aries. Aries am I. Um, But I think this, and then the gram test is also very accurate. I do like to be in control. I am afraid of being hurt by people um, or things, I guess. I don't like physical pain either. Um, (laughs) So like, yeah, totally. Um, I didn't talk about my key motivations, but it says that I want to be self-reliant, which is really true. I, I have a really hard time like asking for help or like a- asking for things. I don't, I don't like asking for things, which, which makes sometimes like maintaining relationships with people difficult. If I want more like attention or like if I want somebody to like talk to me more consistently or like if I want someone to like spend time with me, I have a hard time asking for that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so That totally makes sense. Um, It says that I'm also motivated uh, to prove my strength and to resist my weaknesses. Totally. I totally avoid confrontation, which is one of my weaknesses. Um, I want to be important to their... Oh, wait, what? My key motivation is to be important to their world, to my world or to the whole world. I think probably just to like leave a mark and not... Oh, okay. Like make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel that. Uh, I mean, I, I feel I would I would hope that, you know, most people would want to leave a mark on the world for for the good, you know, but I think you know. It's, just, it's just that for some people, it doesn't matter as much like that's fair. Don't focus as much on the macro and more on like, what can I do for myself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you sure. want to make a difference in the world, which is so you. <laughs> oh my god not me wanting to make a difference for the world my cheeks are, you- are like so red I think because we got a little bit vulnerable my body is like hot flashing right now <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt during the mental health episode I think I'm just so comfortable talking about mental health at this point because of therapy 
but there are yeah. aspects of this this episode where it talks about personality I think that I'm like oh I don't know if I want to talk about that <laughs> I yeah that's fair I I think I'm the opposite in that like I don't have a ton of experience like telling my own story with mental health like I don't think I ever really told it so mm-hmm. as succinctly at least as I told it on the podcast and I think I'm so open about who I am as just like a personality where I'm just like I am not for the weak the weak-minded like I am not for the people with no no backbone because I'm I'm a lot to handle and I understand that um and so but I'm very also straightforward about that and so I'm so used to talking about it including my weaknesses like I'm like yup I do not want to be confronted like (laughs) stay away (laughs) so I'm like way more comfortable talking about this than like mental health (laughs) yeah yeah Okay, now transitioning into another test that we've taken. I think this is the most common besides astrology, but the 16 personalities test that they often have you do for like team building, leadership retreats, things like that. Um, So I actually switch between two. I have been both the ENFP and the INFP. It's switched from high school to college to now um and what it stands for is like you're either extroverted or introverted or you um what does the n stand for you're either like observant or intuitive Intuitive. Mm -hmm. and then feeling or thinking Mm -hmm. and then prospecting or judging Mm -hmm. and so mine stand for extroverted intuitive feeling and prospecting and then what's yours mine is esfj which is extroverted observant feeling and judging interesting yeah we're quite opposites yeah yeah i think my most recent test believe it or not is actually infp which is introverted believe it or not I think you're lying no I'm not Uh, that is not true I disagree I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter (laughs) because I strongly disagree that you there's no way there's just no way you're introverted I'm sorry that absolutely not I switch back and forth between extroverted and introverted I think if there was an option to be an ambivert that's what I would be but like, it really is just where you catch me in my life. Um, in high school, I was an INFP. In college, I was an ENFP. And for some reason now, I'm an INFP again. And which is very interesting to kind of think about because I am back in my high school environment. So maybe that has something to do with it. And like, we're also in a pandemic. That is also true. It might just be <laughs> self-preservation that like I have leaned into being an introvert or else I just like cry every day. <laughs> um, and with every like personality thing uh, that they give you, they they assign a character. And so the INFP is the mediator. And so what was yours? I'm the console. So what is a console? Can you explain that? 
Well, some people use Xbox. Other people use PS5. Um, That's a game console. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. Jesus. (laughs) Just trying to have a little fun here. Um. It says a console is a person with, like we said, extroverted, observant feeling and judging personality traits. It says that we are attentive and people focused and that we enjoy taking part in our social communities and that our achievements are guided by decisive values and that we willingly offer guidance to others. It also says we're popular, which like, I don't Katie know has a it. hard time accepting that like she has a lot of friends why why is that so uncomfortable for you shut up I don't know if that's being caught on the audio but I hope it is what was the question <laughs> <laughs> like why why do you have so much discomfort in accepting that like you have lots of friends like and that's a good thing I think it's it's an indication of like who you are I think I know a lot of people. I think there's a difference between having acquaintances and friends. I have a lot of acquaintances. I know a lot of people. I don't think I have a lot of friends though. You have a lot of friends. You have a limited amount of like close friends. I think you're mistaking friend and acquaintance. Because I think you have a lot. Why is it my mistake? Bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs> why can't I just, why can't you just agree that like that I, that this is the way I view my life? Like, why do you have to then make it another level? Because I close like- friends, like this is an Instagram. Who's on your close friends? People, my acquaintances. You have acquaintances on your close friends? Yes, because I feel pressure if they have me on their close friends to also put them on my close friends. <laughs> I just I feel bad like I'm like wow you think we are close enough for this then we must be (laughs) and so I add them on there even if I didn't have them on there in the first place so it's up to you guys if you're on BD's close friend are you a real one or are you just a pity close friend ad (laughs) damn no half of our viewers click away (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry no i just i think that's true though like if you think about people who are on your close friends on instagram there are some people who like might not even want to be on your close friends and then they just yeah feel obligated to like see your your close friend's story and then they're like i just wish i didn't know this about you because of like the type of stuff you post on your close friends i don't know but I think close friends is like kind of dumb. Just make like make a Finsta. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a close friend. Paula, that's because everyone's your close friend. That's not true. It's not true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Comment down below if you're Paula's close friend. (laughs) Oh my God, BD. Okay, so anyways, going back to 16 personalities, um, mediators may seem quiet or even shy seem okay but no one has ever thought that about you I think that about myself not a single person has ever thought that about you (laughs) it's so hard to explain because I think yes I love making friends I love being with people and I love that connection but I am so anxious when it comes to like meeting new people like it's not a comfortable experience for me does that make sense like for some people, it comes so naturally and like, it's just second nature. But for me, I enjoy it and I love being able to be friends with a lot of people, but it's not 
an easy process. I have to like hype myself up in the bathroom. Like you've got this girl, like you're, you're decent, like you're okay. And then like, and then I go out into the world and I'm like friendly, you know, like I, I'm friendly. I think that I'm very like, um, approachable, but it, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say that I'm like very outgoing. Outgoing and approachable are different. Okay. Very I'm very curious to see what else this this personality says about you. Um it says that mediators value authenticity, empathy and harmony. These personalities tend to act with the best intentions and they are rightly proud of this trait. That said, they may feel isolated or discouraged when other people don't share their idealism. <laughs> Do you think the whole mediator thing, like what, what was it saying that you enjoy harmony? Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that you're a middle child? Isn't that like the, the stereotypical role of, of a middle of a child? Middle child? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. So that's not necessarily like a personality test, but I am so fascinated by birth order and, um, just that I'm a classic example of a middle child because like being in the middle I'm constantly seeking affirmation and like validation because I feel overlooked in my like trio sibling the middle child tends to have to mediate and they tend to have to be the people who are okay with less than because it either goes to the oldest sibling who's like the perfect one and the, 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 I don't know, the one who sets the bar or the youngest who is like the baby of the family, obviously. And so they kind of just, they have no rules. They get away with anything because they're just like the most loved in the family, basically. So I think that like birth order says so much more about you than some random like personality test as well interesting i think that might be a hot take really you have yeah siblings. because you're I, the youngest right i do i am of three of three that's true i'm the, i'm the youngest yeah i think age age really matters when you think about birth order too like my brother is 12 years older than i am and my sister is six years older than I am. So we all had very different experiences growing up with one another. And like, we all, there's also just like so many other factors like environment and like just other things that, that take into, that to take into account when you think about like whether or not someone fits the stereotype of like the youngest sibling, for mm -hmm. example, because I personally don't feel like I fit the stereotype of the youngest sibling. My sister often jokes and she says that I'm quote the golden child um because I'm the youngest of us but also like the way that you describe it of like the oldest being the one who like sets the bar for example like my sister would associate me like that's why I'm the because now I've set this bar that's like crazy to reach because of like where I went to college and like how I got there and like my academic performance and now my job and like all of the, my work ethic, just like all of these things that have kind of contributed to this idea of me being this golden child. And I think I agree that like, definitely like I can get away with things that my siblings definitely did not get away with. <laughs> um, but I 
think again that's because my personality is so different from both of my siblings and the times are different like when you think about my personal family right like my both my siblings were not born in the U.S. um and like there were language barriers when they arrived to the U.S. um there still are language barriers right and like I was the only one who was born and raised here and so like I have different op- access to different opportunities than my siblings do and so like you have to take into a count all of these things because I definitely don't I just don't feel like I I necessarily fit the stereotype of like the bratty younger sibling Mm -hmm. but that's just me that's interesting because my older sister and I are in a similar way comparable to your two older siblings because my little sister the youngest like you is the only one who was born in the states and like Mm -hmm. really grew up raised in the states I moved here when I was four so I would say that I grew up here too um right but I think it kind of just goes to show that all of these personality tests and studies and whatever it's not a one size fits all it's really fun and it helps kind of like guide you in terms of like self-discovery and um in what's the word not ex- like not meditating oh my god what is what intro introspective thought like really just sitting and thinking about like your goals in life and how you interact with other people and like just working all of that out I think all of these quizzes are like helpful tools and resources to kind of start you off but so much of it is like (laughs) just guessing you know it's a guessing game except what's the only one that's actually based in some sort of science maybe like astrology (laughs) I don't know I don't know but I think I think the one thing that all of these have in common right like when we're thinking about like western zodiacs and western horoscopes and then you think like Chinese zodiac like I know we just Mm -hmm. new year like right and we think about that with being born you're, you and I are year of the tiger and then if you think about you know Myers-Briggs which we were just talking about the enneagram test um and the what was the other one that, that we talked about the um uh what was it called moral alignment the moral alignment test thank you like when you think about all of that even the freaking like Harry Potter houses test right like when you think about all of these like personality type tests I think the only thing that they all have in common is that people go to them to feel seen Mm -hmm. and to feel valid in who they are as people and like to be able to kind of find a community Mm -hmm. um out of it and to feel like they somehow have something in common with someone else regardless of you know gender identity or sexuality or race ethnicity um class like right I think people go to these types of these types of are attracted to to these personality tests to just feel like something like we're all human and like we all still have some sort of connection to one another regardless of all of these other factors that we're constantly thinking about at least if you're me and Paula um (laughs) we're constantly thinking about that are often drawing attention to the things that divide us rather than the things that could potentially unify us like all of my Aries people you know what I'm saying so on that note I think that's a good that's a good 
little stopping point for this podcast because I'm pretty sure this was a long one yeah not our longest but definitely um filled with some rambles and detours in the conversation but I think it's a fun one to listen to especially because of the rise of popularity in terms of all of these quizzes and tests and okay so before we wrap up you we were talking about all of this before we recorded and like to kind of revisit what we were talking about in the very beginning of the episode, but the reason behind the rise of popularity and how, like you were saying that the people who have really, the the top demographic of consumers of like astrology and spirituality and things like that are like middle-class white women, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. Middle-class white women were the ones who kind of popularized uh the western zodiacs because before it entered mainstream media it was mainly a practice of like native americans and um it was part of like these tribal practices and then it was just another example of how something else was colonized here and it's interesting to think about like would zodiacs have entered mainstream media as strongly as it has if there was any other demographic trying to promote it because mm-hmm. it only I, in my opinion I don't think so I think because white women introduced it and to western mainstream media it became acceptable to like want to enjoy and consume it became trendy. Um, yeah it became trendy yeah yeah and how do you feel about partaking in that <laughs> because I I think about that sometimes when I talk about astrology and that like I know the basics of the history and the actual root of where it originated but I guess the one difference is that I don't I'm not commodifying it I'm not like selling anything I'm not like you're not profiting off profiting of it. off of it I am I don't know I don't know so that's like a question I have for you like what do you think I mean same I'm not out here like offering tarot card reading services or anything um I don't know pretty much anything the only thing I know about is like my own sign and that's because I I fully identify as an Aries I'm like yeah for sure (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and I don't really know much about anyone else's sign unless I've met a person of that sign and I know that person pretty well then I'll I'll take the time to learn about their sign um but like I, I feel awful, right? Because I feel like I didn't know that, like where this kind of Zodiac um, phenomenon was, where it kind of sprouted from, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I found out about, like I learned about all this stuff in college, honestly. I learned more about it when I was in college. Um, because people were so obsessed with it and like it's such a hot conversation piece like like we were saying at the beginning of the episode right like people use it on like dating apps like even on dating apps you like part of your profile building is like what's your star sign and it's just like okay like I don't get why we have to put that on the profile but you bet you bet your ass I have that I'm an Aries on there I need to I need to let people know what they're getting into before they swipe right you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. um and so I just, I think part of it, part of partaking in this is the pressure of just like feeling like you have to know about it because it's so common 
place now to just know this and like be able to partake in a conversation and then also just be able to like casually throw it around in conversation like oh my god she's such a cap um and like you can't partake in that if you don't know at least the basics of the signs but you're right in that like I don't profit from knowing anything about the zodiacs when I and is that right the zodiacs yeah Mm -hmm. um And like, I don't, but at the same time, I don't think I've ever actively promoted um, that people get like educated on like the history of it, Um, which like I'm now realizing as we talk about this right now. And like, I think this is now the opportunity that like, if you're listening, if you're still listening to this podcast, like bless your soul, I don't even know how you got this far. But also (laughs) like, if you have the time make the time if you're going to be constantly checking, you know, your co-star, if you have co-star on your phone, if you, you know, you get that like daily, weekly email, if you read the newspaper that has the the horoscope column on it, like take the time that you would take to read your horoscope out of another day and like learn about the history of zodiacs and like where it all comes from like Mm -hmm. the concepts of like spirit animals definitely will come up there as well and like why that's just like not okay to to say um in western Mm -hmm. media and like honestly like participate in this conversation with us because i don't think i have even like a full answer of like how i feel about that because i haven't taken the time to really reflect on that question for myself and I know that we've been getting some comments from our listeners um, who want to have more conversation like with us and with each other or like other listeners about the topics that we talk about on the podcast and so right now Paul and I I know we mentioned this in a previous episode like we're working on getting our YouTube channel up and running so if you want to go like comment your thoughts on any of the episodes um, go comment on the YouTube channel or you can follow us on Instagram at just pink lemonade at an e and you can just like we upload something every week based on the episode that we're going to release so like if you want to go comment your thoughts on whatever it is that we've talked about and like what you think I'm sure someone is going to be out there who's going to want to respond and partake in the conversation with you and Paula and I will definitely be commenting back so I mean I guess like I don't know what do you think I want to know what what our listeners think about this as well like how do you feel about partaking in like this culture that has been colonized Mm -hmm. and on that note I bought Nutter Butters today from the grocery store. <laughs> I was really trying to do a no tea, no shade, just pink lemonade. And then you started talking about Nutter Butters. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Okay. Okay. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. The moment has passed. It is now time. But we didn't even get Nutter to say no tea, no shade today. It's okay. We don't, it's not a, a requirement. No tea. <laughs> no shade just pink lemonade i hate you but also go get you another butter or just like a snack because maybe you're allergic to peanuts we don't want to exclude the nut community the no nut community (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay cut that cut cut, 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 cut. bye